0: This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our Top Stories The Federal Reserve raised its benchmark interest rate by half a percentage point. That follows four consecutive three-quarter point increases and brings the federal fund's rate to a range between 4.25% and 4.5%, its highest since 2007. Policymakers' median forecast is that interest rates will hit 5.1% in 2023 and that American GDP will grow by 0.5% next year. Istanbul's mayor, Ekrem İmamoğlu, was sentenced to two years and seven months in prison for insulting the elections authority. The conviction could prevent the rising star of Turkey's secular opposition party from being re-elected as mayor of the country's largest city. It could also block a possible challenge to the incumbent, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, in next year's presidential election. An energy deal worth nearly $16 billion was announced between Vietnam and rich countries, including America, Britain, and Germany, to help transition its economy away from coal. Similar partnerships have already been signed with South Africa and Indonesia. To access the cash, Vietnam has to promise to reach a peak in its emissions by 2030 and use more renewable energy. Peru's government declared a 30-day state of emergency to quell protests by supporters of Pedro Castillo, the former president whom lawmakers removed from office after he attempted to dissolve the legislature. The order gives more authority to police and the army, allowing them to search homes without warrants, for example. Prosecutors are seeking to detain Mr. Castillo for 18 months while he awaits trial. Four migrants died attempting the short but dangerous journey across the English Channel. Another 43 people were saved, mostly pulled out from the freezing waters. The accident comes a day after Britain's Prime Minister Rishi Sunak promised to boost staffing to deal with a growing backlog of asylum claims. More than 40,000 people have set out to cross the Channel in small boats so far this year. Iran was ousted from a UN committee tasked with promoting gender equality and empowering women. The country was voted out of the commission on the status of women over its suppression of protesters, many of whom are female, taking part in recent anti-government rallies. The motion to do so was presented by America at the behest of Iranian activists. Football World Cup France ended Morocco's historic World Cup run, winning 2-0 in the semifinal. France, the defending champion, will play Argentina for the trophy on Sunday. And fact of the day, $8 billion, the cost of the fraud that Sam Bankman fried is alleged to have committed, according to American authorities.
1: And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. A Dovish Turn at the ECB A gathering of the European Central Bank's Governing Council on Thursday will be its last this year. The bank will present its economic forecasts, decide how much to increase interest rates, and explain how it intends to reduce its massive holdings of sovereign debt. The ECB's battle against inflation is once again top of the agenda. America's inflation figures, published on Tuesday, were lower than expected, leading the Federal Reserve to slow the intensity of its interest rate rises. Europe is months behind America in its inflation cycle, but last month's figures suggested that headline inflation in the Eurozone may also have started to retreat. That will help the arguments of those skeptical about further steep rate increases. Markets expect a 0.5 percentage point hike. After two consecutive rises of 0.75 percentage points, that would signal that the peak in rates is near. More trouble for Britain's National Health Service With a record 7.2 million people in England waiting for treatment, and a third of people in hospitals' emergency departments waiting over four hours to be seen by a doctor, Britain's treasured NHS is at breaking point, and the problems are mounting. On Thursday, 100,000 nurses in England, Wales, and Northern Ireland will stage the first of two walkouts after the government refused to agree to their demand for an inflation-busting pay rise of 19%. A similar strike in Scotland was called off. It is the first strike in the 106-year history of the Royal College of Nursing, Britain's main nursing union. Physiotherapists and, in Wales, midwives have also voted to strike. Critics say such action risks endangering patients' lives. Nurses say that chronic understaffing is already doing that. During the pandemic, Britons gathered each week to clap for NHS heroes – So far, they seem sympathetic to the strikes. That could yet change. Adobe's reinvention comes undone. On Thursday, Adobe, a software company, will report its fourth quarter results. The firm is best known for inventing the portable document format, PDF, and for Photoshop, its image editing tool. But more recently, Adobe has gradually reinvented itself with fresh products, including software for editing websites and videos. That helped it turn into the world's third biggest software company, behind Oracle and Microsoft, worth some $160 billion. But that valuation has slumped in the past year. Like all tech firms, Adobe has been battered by inflation and geopolitical uncertainty. Indeed, it has suffered more than most. In the past 12 months, the firm's share price has dropped by 44%, compared with a fall of 26% for the Nasdaq Composite, a tech-heavy index. One explanation is Adobe's attempt to purchase Figma, a design software firm, for $20 billion. Investors balked at the proposed price when it was announced in September, sending Adobe's share price tumbling. They will be watching for any details about the acquisition, expected to be completed in 2023. How to Design the World Cup 32 countries participated at the World Cup in Qatar, the same number as in every tournament since 1998. But at the next one, in 2026, 48 will do so. Some fans fear the quality of the tournament will suffer. It is not obvious how to organize such an expanded World Cup. The first consideration is which teams get to qualify. FIFA, football's governing body, wants to earmark more slots for teams from Africa and Asia. Europe's share will fall from around 40% to a third. The second trickier quandary is how to determine the winner. A league system with every team playing every other would be fair, but take far too long. A straight knockout setup would leave fans of teams that exit early feeling unsatisfied. Group stages, the current arrangement, are an option, but 48 is an unwieldy number to whittle down. FIFA says it is still considering the structure of the competition. Whatever it decides will initially feel awkward. America's Asylum Woes In March 2020, the Trump administration invoked a rarely-used public health measure to expel migrants at its border with Mexico, including those seeking asylum, in the name of stopping COVID-19. After immigrant rights groups sued, a judge ordered in mid-November that the policy, known as Title 42, end next week but 19 Republican-led states appealed against that decision and sought a ruling by Friday. Even with the policy in place, there were a record 2.4 million arrests at the border in the year to September. Those who want to keep Title 42 in place say scrapping it will see even more illicit border crossings, overwhelming America's already frazzled asylum system. In recent days, Thousands of mainly Nicaraguan migrants, exempted from Title 42 because America will not expel them to Mexico or to their repressive home country, have poured into South Texas. Whatever the measure's fate this week, the episode reveals a broader problem. America's immigration policy is being set largely by the judiciary. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you with a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Thursday. Which lyricist collaborated with Richard Rogers on the musicals Oklahoma and South Pacific? Wednesday. What is the name of Mary Poppins' chimney-sweep friend, famously played by Dick Van Dyke in the original movie? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Muriel Rukeyser, who was born on this day in 1913. The universe is made of stories